Hello, welcome to another episode of the Confident Collaborations podcast. If you are new to finding just the right collaborations or if you just want to get more first dates in business, then you are in the right place. Hello, my name is Amelia and I cannot wait to share with you the tips and tricks I've learned after a lifetime of connecting humans with opportunities that get them to their highest level of functioning and supporting people to scale with sanity. And in order to scale, in order to get things that we don't currently already have, chances are that we'll need new humans in our life. And what these humans look like, whether they look like clients or cheerleaders for our business or referral partners or collaborators, it really doesn't much matter. We need to meet new humans. Um, there can be a challenge with that. So this episode is about how to scale with sanity. And this will probably be a series. I don't know if I can promise with that, but this is a room that I've been having over on the app called Clubhouse. And I know not everyone is on Clubhouse, so I wanna bring some of those conversations I'm having there over to you and this is a series about scaling with sanity we will be talking about different topics things that we need to scale with sanity and it will look like virtual tours it will look like outsourcing sales it will look like preparing to outsource sales it will look like time management it will look like um, stress because all of these things are things that we need to um, scale with sanity and they're related to collaborating with someone so the one that we did um, this past weekend was I um, it was supposed to be a 30 minute conversation, but it ended up being two hours plus. And I actually had to pass over the mic to someone else to continue the conversation. And Susan McVeigh actually was one of those ladies. Um, feel free to look her up. And um, that conversation actually lasted more than two hours. So um, that said, you know what, my folks here over on the podcast might um, be interested in learning more about outsourcing sales. So this is for people who have a, fra- a sales framework that works. They have an offer that converts. They have a sales framework, a sales process that is great. They just don't want to be the one who is taking clients through this process. Um, And I say that because anytime you're bringing someone else into a relationship, whether it's a personal relationship or um, business one, it's really great if you have things together, right? Um, No one, I don't really just think it's right to bring a poor soul into chaos and they might, you know, especially when they don't think, especially when they think that things are together. Like some people will knowingly walk into chaos. Some people like fixing people, things, process, they're, they're fixers, they like that. And so if they hear that your situation is chaotic and you don't have processes in place and you don't have a sales script, you don't have a sales framework, they're excited. They're like, great, I get to make that. Other people might say, you know what, I actually like to work with people who have stuff in place. It really doesn't much matter. It just matters that you are truthful and honest with whoever you're doing collaboration with um, about what your current state is and where you want to go. That was a little, that was a sidebar. But in any case, back to outsourcing sales. So um, we all want to um, hire out things that aren't our strengths. And for a lot of us, we didn't wake up doing sales. So this might be something that we're not necessarily strong at. So we might want to get someone else to um, help us with it. But the challenge is what does support even look like? And that's a theme that I'm noticing a lot of people come up. It's like, what does support even look like? And so I just wanted to uh, address that by sharing some points that I had and also some points that Susan McVeigh chimed in with and, um, and go from there. Meanwhile, me and Susan, we are going to do another room maybe about how to prep to bring in sales because there is some groundwork that definitely needs to have in place that you need to have in place before you even consider outsourcing sales. But in any case, um, to go back to that, before outsourcing, 
It's good to identify your lead source and your traffic source. How are people finding you? Is it from your website? Is it organic? Is it um, by you being a guest on podcast, doing collaborations with other influencers? Um, is it by your referral partner um, program, a referral um, program? How are people finding you? And that's just helpful to know when you start to track the leads that are coming in, um, that number versus the leads that are converting. Um, we With sales, we deal with numbers. And, and a little bit about my background, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurship is in my blood, as is teaching. Um, my dad was a very much an entrepreneur, very entrepreneurial, um, with various degrees of success, bless his heart. He's no longer living, but he really has put that in me. My uncle was a jazz musician, supported his family a time that way. My cousin currently is a photographer, so I really, really love um, entrepreneurs, creative types. And my grandmother was an educator. So I love teaching. So this is like, we were like, why are you so excited about this? Well, I can't help it. So um, in any case, and plus I have my own business. So that's another thing. But in any case, um, so it's easy with sales is like, it's a numbers game. Yes. And it really is helpful if you know the numbers and quantity and volume, the leads and the type of leads that are coming in. And then of those leads, how many convert, that tells you how many people that you need your sales rep to talk to or how many um, people you need your sales rep to prospect. And that's another thing. Um, there are different sales roles. With a huge Fortune 200 company, you'll have a sales department and that department takes care of all aspects of sales. They do the prospecting, they do the outreach, they do the cold calls, they do the, the convert, they do the demos, they, they're the closers. But in a small business, um, typically you are what you don't have. So if you don't have a salesperson, that means you are the prospector, you are the outreacher, you are the closer. But if you want to hire this out, no problem. Just know that you'll be looking for a couple of different roles. And Susan McVeigh had said that the person who likes to hunt, who likes to go out and look for opportunities, may not be the same person to nurture and coach that lead that they find into a client. Um, the person to close a client might be more of a, well, one, a closer, but someone who's a nurturing type. Um, a lot of these popular online coaches that we all have who say that all you need to do is have a course or a webinar and then you'll be able to have, be a seven-figure earner. A lot of those coaches, they have, they have enrollment coaches, which are actually sales reps, to sell you into their higher level of courses. So some gurus will have you thinking that, you know, all people need, if I have a course that's like $2,000, if my website is great enough, people will buy and say yes. I, I'm here to tell you that a lot of these folks who have these high ticket courses, they have enrollment coaches who are selling people into a digital course. So I just want you to have that information. But in any case, I digress. So um, it's good to know that, you know, do you need a lead generator or do you need a closer? Um, again, Susan McVeigh says typically these aren't the same person. And yep, that's absolutely true from what I've seen as well. Um, have a sales framework and process in place. Again, do not bring anyone into chaos without their knowledge. I'm just looking at the notes I took from the conversation that we had and that I wanted to share with you. Um, of course, have a CRM in place and a sales pipeline that supports your sales system. So there's lots of CRMs out there. There are a lot of sales pipeline software out there. Look for software that you can customize to support your own workflow. There's lots of um, sales pipeline solutions out there that you can get out of the box. 
they kind of might force you to use their workflow and that may or may not work for you. Um, I use a scale with sanity system that I have helped that I've developed, that I've created, that I've worked with developers to kind of make a tweak for my own um, uses. And that's what I help my clients to um, also implement in their business. So I can help you implement a scale of sanity system for yourself. Um, your system may look a little different from mine, but the bones are still there as far as um, I don't want to get into more, much of the technical, but any case, I use a scale of sanity system. So whatever you use, just make sure that you have tools in place to support you know, your efforts, your current efforts, the person you're bringing in and whatnot. Um, know how many leads you need and how many clients you can support. So what is your own conversion rates? How many people do you need to talk to to get a yes? And um, how many yeses can you take? You know, can you take having, you know, 200 new people into your business at once? Well, things break. And it's just something to know about, of course, before you hire somebody who does amazing lead generation and they do amazing closing. And now you have 50 new clients. Um, I just want you to, you know, be prepared to bring, um, to be prepared to bring in extra work. Okay. Um, another thing is, um, know your conversion rates. I mentioned that and KPIs that you want, know your red flags, right? When you are hand delegating sales out to someone else, notice when you want them to bless and release as they say, right? Um, what are your red flags? Um, for a lot of people, it is when people are too, um, when they tend not to accept blame and responsibility. Like if you're talking to someone on the phone, there's like, and they say, Hey, you know, I've worked with so many coaches. They're all, you know, idiots. And I haven't met a coach, you know, that has been able to write my ship and point me in the right um, direction and blah, blah, blah. Well, if the only common denominator with that person and all of the other coaches they've tried has been that person, do you want that person working with you? Um, just something to think about. I don't have the answer to that. Also know your green flags, right? What are your buying triggers for your clients? Um, know that, um, Susan also said, um, that's something I had, I always tell people, know what your buying triggers are. Know what makes, know um, when people are typically ready to move forward. And um, Susan says, know which of your clients you get the best results for, right? And use this criteria in your intake process as you're qualifying the lead and of course, the person who's doing sales for you should know this as well. Um, and I also suggest that you giving them a sales playbook or sales guidebook as well. Um, you can Google that if you like to, to get examples of what it looks like. But this is something that's highly customized and specific for your own business. And if you have questions about any of this, feel free to reach out. So um, a couple of resources I did not get to mention during that conversation was regarding sales outreach. I invite you to Google up Bowshow email uh, cadence, Bowshow email cadence. And if you have questions about sales outreach, look that term up, B-A-S as in Sam, H-O as in octopus email sequence. And um, regarding a sales call framework, there's lots of frameworks out there. I use mine that has been tried, tested, proved that I've actually invested in from various sales coaches and kind of put them all together for my own thing. Um, but for you, Google consultative sales. Um, process or framework, and you'll get some good frameworks as well. Um, for lead generation, generating leads, getting opportunities, finding the people, look up the method that I use called um, the Dream 100, Chet Holmes, Chet Holmes Dream 100. If you just put in Dream 100, you might get lots of people who um, blog about it and might offer their own agency services around it. But 
just to get an understanding of what the actual um, outreach method is like from the horse's mouth, um, although he's no longer living. Um, Chet Holmes, um, Dream 100 is something to look up. So feel free to join my Facebook group. I do have a free Facebook group if you'd like to continue this conversation. It's called Confident Collaborations. Um, if you want me to uh, take a look at what you have going on, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me over on LinkedIn. I'm there as Amelia J. Roberts, Collaboration Strategist. I'm also on Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse, Instagram, and Twitter as at talk the number two Amelia. So I really hope this was helpful. I hope this was useful. And yes, absolutely. Let's continue the conversation. And again, the point of these, um, these anchor episodes, these podcast episodes really is to support people in figuring out what collaborations will make sense. And, you know, that's it. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Confident Collaborations podcast. I serve as a visibility expert and collaboration facilitator. And my superpowers really do lie in the ability to challenge professionals to scale their visibility with sanity and nurture and not neglect visibility opportunities that come their way. And in short, really get in front of the right people and more of the right people in a short amount of time. So I look forward to continuing this conversation with you and you take care.